0: This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the program, News Analysis, we now bring you a discussion on Child Rights and POCSO Amendment Bill. The participants are Amod Kant, Child Rights Activist and Aditi Tandan, Journalist. The Sabha yesterday passed a very important and historic bill on child rights, as we know, the Protection of Children from Sexual Offences Act of 2012 has been amended through yesterday's bill. And the amendments carry a lot of weight in the sense that for the first time in the history of anti-child sexual assault law in India, death penalty has been prescribed in cases of aggravated sexual assault. Mr. Kant, you've been involved with child rights issues for a very, very long time through your own organization prayers and in your personal capacity also. Just want to understand from you how will these range of enhanced penalties and punishments for several crimes against children, especially sexual crimes. One is aggravated sexual assault for which the punishment that has been raised is from not less than 20 years to the rest of the natural life of the convict, extending up to even death and fine. In the previous version of the law, this was only not less than 10 years up to life imprisonment. So there's a significant quantum jump in the penalty. And the second important thing that this law does is for general penetrative sexual assault on children below 16 years. Also this law has now said a punishment of not less than 20 years rigorous imprisonment which can extend up to the rest of natural life. Earlier this was again not less than 10 10 years and up to life imprisonment. The third landmark inclusion in this law is the definition of child pornography. So that is broadly the structure of the new law, enhanced penalties and child pornography being defined for the first time under Indian law specifically. So how do you think this law is going to help?
1: No, any such improvement is definitely a welcome. It has its own effect and the effect could be positive also. But the fact remains that the POCSO itself was a pretty strong law. It was very rigorous in any case. And because I go back, I hope you know that besides prayas I was an ex-police officer and in my police capacity also, I have done most of these laws, their implementation. Well, prior to POCSO 2012, you must have heard about the National Study on Child Abuse in which uh, the specific study with regard to the sexual abuse, one found that 52% of children, they some kind of sexual exploitation, sexual abuse. Those kind of sexual exploitation, those kind of sexual acts were not exactly covered within the law and if the law was there, it was for adults primarily and not so rigorous, not so tough. That is why POCSO came. POCSO is a direct outcome of that study as you know and I was team leader of that particular study done by Priyas only. So now the issue is that when we were implementing POCSO all these years, starting from 2012, Slowly and gradually its implementation was increasing, the numbers were increasing. And now of course nearly 8,500 to 9,000 cases were found on the last reckoning. So it was okay. There are issues also, but let me clarify. So far as the pornography being defined is concerned, no issues about that. I think it was uh, long in waiting and pornography becoming so kind of so common and it is so rampant in the country. Now India has really gone into it very badly. I mean it used to be internationally different situation. India probably was better, but now we are very very kind of badly affected by the pornography spread across the country. Amongst children who happen to be from, let's say even the middle class or the lower classes, not only affluent because of uh, social media, because of mobile being available, because of all these things people know about it. Uh, So far as death is concerned, I mean the death, we found that in any offense, the introduction of death sentence is a double-edged weapon. See on the one hand, the perpetrator will may think many times if he knows the death is likely to be the outcome to really get into it. That is one part of it. The second part is as we have experienced, we have seen that the many a times in order to destroy the evidence, they kill the victim. The death of the victims uh, would become more common and perhaps has become common already. And now we find one has to really analyze at some stage whether it is on account of this most serious punishment. But then decidedly when you talk about let's say aggravated. Penetrative sexual assault, when it is done by, let's say, a caretaker, or let's say law enforcer, a policeman, for example, or let's say the caretaker in a home, or even the family members and such acquaintances who are supposed to protect the child, it's terrible. I mean, this kind of offense, very appropriately, has been now given that kind of punishment.
0: Death penalty is a debatable issue. It's being debated across societies, wherever capital punishment is in vogue. It is an issue of controversy and political debate. But nonetheless, it has been also argued by a section of uh, lawmakers and a section of uh, child rights experts that perhaps the death penalty will serve as a deterrent in such cases. Because as we know, the cases are rising with impunity. I have some figures here with me about POXO cases only. The National Crimes Record Bureau has said that there were 13,766 POXO cases in 2014 and 36,022 such cases in 2016, which is the last documented year for NCR. The last reckoning is 36,000. This was mentioned in the Parliament during the debate. So what I do want to understand from you now is that the lawmakers have done their job. They have acted in their wisdom by raising the death penalty. The deterrent will work only if the judicial and justice processes and the wheels of justice turn fast. If the death penalties are actually prescribed in a timely fashion, then perhaps deterrent will be created in the society. POXO Act says the convictions must happen within one year of cognizance of offence. Please comment on the judiciary. Please comment on the police officers. You've been one yourself.
1: As you know that the sexual offences, crimes of sexual offences has been taken up by the Honorable Supreme Court of India. The Chief Justice is leading the bench where this is being discussed. In fact, even yesterday I had an opportunity to, to speak to the registrar concern because today was the date and I think perhaps some other date has been given. So it's very serious affair and the highest court is cognizant of it and perhaps the other courts will follow suit. There is a need for special courts, as you know, that uh, all these cases should go into Children's Court. Earlier, there was no provision of Children's Court. I hope you know that I was the first chairman of Child Rights Commission in Delhi also. And the Children's Court for the first time in Delhi was introduced because I took initiative, because CPCR Act provides for Children's Court. But Children's Court are not yet there. I mean, they are yet to come. Although now POCSA requires Children's Court and CPCR Act requires Children's Court, several laws. They have made the provision of Children's Court. Children's Court means wherever the child is victim. The juvenile justice board for people's consumption, juvenile justice board is where the culprit happens to be a juvenile. Children's Court where the victim happens to be a child. So, if children's court are all over the country, let's say in all states, all districts of India, maybe about 685 or 687 districts, and then there are special prosecutors for the purpose, and there are police officers, lady police officers particularly, and there are special juvenile police units or child welfare police officers, so, these bodies have to be created, number one. And secondly, well, if they, these uh, proceedings are carried out in camera, if these proceedings are carried out in a very specialized manner, the possibility of fast-track courts, all these things may result into what you are pointing out. It is absolutely essential that these cases must get finalized in a less, less than one year's time.
0: You know, Mr. Kant, law and judiciary, again, is one aspect of the whole problem. The larger aspect in such cases is the mental and the emotional and psychological health of the child victim herself or himself because the law is gender neutral as we all know. I just want to understand from you, POXO as you said earlier on was itself good act in the sense that had it been implemented in letter and spirit. Now that hasn't happened. For instance, an analysis by a number of NGOs of the time taken even to record a child's testimony in such cases. POXO Act clearly says that you record the testimony in less than 30 days of the FIR but average time being taken is 8 months you know 7 months
1: 164 CRPC should be almost compulsory where the child can be produced before magistrate and the record statement which becomes a legally proper document
0: so but you are correct in saying that the fast track courts could be one answer because currently the law only says you designate any court as a child's court that yes. is wrong and now of course good news is that the Ministry of Women and Child Development had earlier led an effort to get about around 1000 2023 dedicated fast-track courts only for POCSO. POCSO as well as for criminal law amendments related to sexual assault. The EFC clearances have come and this is something that is going to happen. And as you said, the Honorable Supreme Court is already cognizant of the matter. Coming to the perpetrators, because the society as a whole has to look at the issue and there can be no stopping of crime till the time you address the convicts, address the mind of the child rapist. How prepared are we as a society to look at the prevention part? Protection is the second step. How about prevention? Because if you look at the perpetrators themselves, most of them, the child psychologists who have uh, spoken to a number of these convicts, some in Tihar jail, some in other spaces, have actually found that they are mostly remorseless.
1: The only point of remorselessness perhaps is not uh, the last thing or the most important thing. There are several other issues very important. There is something called Crisis Intervention Centres. In fact, the first ever rape crisis intervention centre regarding child sex abuse came up while I was joint Commissioner of Police and prayers and other organisations together they started. You must have heard about One Stop Crisis Centre which is a national programme now. Now that takes a very composite view. A lawyer, a doctor, a social worker, a police officer. They actually constitute that crisis intervention center and that can take care of the pressures, the undue pressure that is brought on the family, that is brought on the child. The perpetrators being known people very well, that maybe 75 80% at least perpetrators are known people, relatives, acquaintances, neighbors, and that kind of people. And those people, obviously, I mean, there is a strong family kind of pressure on it. And as we know, as I said earlier, that if 52% of children, they suffer some kind of sexual assault or whatever. That's an epidemic. In that case, the numbers is nothing the tip of the iceberg that we are talking about. The numbers could go and lax and lax. That is what the situation is. Any child, every child you ask intimately perhaps and in confidence they will admit some kind of thing happening with them. So now it's a very big problem and obviously the consciousness in the society of perhaps making the child aware, making the family aware and making the family and the child come out with it let me inform you one thing more because you know we are running crisis intervention center i know at least a thousand cases about which i am aware that how the cases fail and there surprisingly those who come from lower strata where life is very open and exposed Majority of victims, majority of perpetrators come from that kind of background.
0: You just said that most of these cases are actually happening in a certain setting. A slum dwelling area, a low socio-economic strata, and interviews with some of these perpetrators of incest. Because, you know, these are small shanty-like houses. There is no space. A lot of these boys actually have been telling after they have been arrested for these crimes that they mostly have repressed sexuality and they speak about simply trying to do an act for exploring their sexuality. Correct. Is in that case, looking at sexuality, sexual biological education, one solution perhaps looking at you know these kind of modules in our
1: school curriculum? Two issues. One issue you have pointed out already, that those kind of youngsters, very young people in the age group of, let's say, puberty, 13, 14 up to 18, that age group, both boys and girls, let's say, they undergo this kind of experiment or this kind of exploratory process, the sexual consciousness, and there something goes wrong or something happens, for example, but they fall in the category of other crimes and there is a question about it. There is another question about the confidentiality. You know, there is mandatory reporting kind of thing under the law, you know it very well, I am sure. Now, mandatory reporting, many doctors, counselors, social workers and those who treat these cases, they say that when they are into various kind of inquiries, suddenly something props up, which falls within the domain of POXO. So it's a very complex situation. The point I am trying to make from your question is very very complex and we have to learn to understand how to deal with it. The other factors... Perhaps we can make a beginning from the schools because you have to teach these children what the
0: good touch and bad touch is and the best place to start first is the home and the second is the school.
1: Yes, home, school and institutions. The formal situations where the children are there They must be taught, they must be in a very soft and in a very systematic manner should be given.
0: Correct. As you just said, the society has to now move towards zero tolerance towards child sexual assault and that's the only solution. Thank you so much. Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on Child Rights and POCSO Amendment Bill. The participants were Amod Kant, child rights activist and Aditi Tandan, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at Talks at gmail.com.